Stop your mouth. Probably Professor Feather. This is the maybe midnight to Gadfly. This is your DJ, Dr. Head Cold, spinning those stacks of wax all through the midnight hour. <laughs> and this is Bong, the blue light as special. <laughs> and you are watching and listening to. Insane radio thing. Fellow travelers, we have a movie for you today that we're going to talk about. Uh, a subject matter that is near and dear to my heart, as everybody knows, uh, which is time travel. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't figure that out. I'm like, what? You picked a time travel movie? Yes, well. <laughs> WTF! Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's called uh, Prisoner X, made in 2016. We get it. You want to prove to us that you're special. And it stands to reason that you did not come alone. That others made the journey with you. And who knows what other miracle skills you have at your disposal. Tools and weapons that we can't even begin to imagine. Yet, here you are. The envelope contains a brief on a prisoner I've been working with for years. An extraordinarily dangerous individual. I need help. Now that you are going to be my new best friend, I'd like to know a little bit more about you. This world is like a dream, Cartman. Are you ever surprised in a dream? What exactly did he say to you? You can't change the past. But you can't create a new one. Synthetic genes? This is even human. We're dealing with a far bigger problem. Time is not what it seems, Carmen. You want to save your world? How do we wait for when the weapon we're up against? Three. It's time itself. Two. One. Can see the future. Maybe it's because you're from there. It was a Canadian independent film um, directed and co-written by uh, a Russian guy's uh, his last name Seth. I can't remember his first name. Goroth Seth, I think something like that um he has only he's done a couple of movies and, and and got accolades you know but anyway this is a time a movie about a time traveling terrorist who gets captured 
in kind of the present day. In the present day, um, this movie was made in 2016, and it could have been made yesterday, <laughs> um, just it, with the subject matter, you know. Um, but anyway, um, this time traveler is captured and put into a facility, which becomes one of the characters in the movie. This facility is is pretty awesome. Um, what I would like to say about the movie, just to, in overall, I think it's a really taut and 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 fairly nerve wracking movie, um, and it and sparse in a lot of ways. Um, but I but I like that but with and then with just a plethora of of ideas and philosophical moments. Um, I think the cinematography is great. Um, the cinematographer, I, I, I'm sorry, I forget his name, but he's, I, you know, I looked him up. He hasn't done a lot, you know, but I think it's great. I think the directing is really good. Um, I think the acting is superb. I, you know, I, I can't say I, I really like this movie and we'll, we can talk a little bit about the, what happens. Um, but I just wanted to kind of get that overall overview that, uh, you know, this movie's, it was very striking to me, um, and and I like that. I like that, and yeah, I, I just I I really like this movie. So I'm going to pass it on. See what everybody else has to say. You know, until I you know I'll, I'll fill in the blanks. <laughs> well, look, it's no Titanic six six six. Let's just be sure about that. Um, I I think I agree with most of your points there, uh, Professor Feather. It um it it surprised me. And, and I, I really like the word taught. And, and there is a, a minimalist approach to this filmmaking that becomes kind of purposeful and claustrophobic. And, and then you, as a viewer, begin following this trail of clues and wondering, you know, which, which are these clues? Are these real? Are these lies? I mean, we have a time traveler and other, other things that happen in the context of the film, which I don't want to spoil because I think that's part of the intriguing. Part yeah. Of the you, movie. you, you, you do find out that. that he's, he's a time traveler. Yeah. You, but you do find that out and it's pretty, pretty well established, I think. Um, but then, uh, yeah, he, and the, the the guy the the plays the terrorist uh, his name um, I don't know what his name is <laughs> uh, but he's he's really good I think everybody in, in I think yeah and it, for, well acted and then you have this yeah. kind of slowly building sense of paranoia right. that comes in that I really liked um, I thought made it a, it a lot more uh, a lot more gravitas to say to to the story and um, made it a lot more palpable than it, it took turns that were unexpected you know it does play with some of those tropes but it, at the end it really kind of delivers in a lot of ways that i was surprised and shocked so um i'll let uh, someone else take over now. Ro- romano ozari was the prisoner x uh the okay. time traveler. Uh, yeah so yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's uh He's uh, really, really interesting. Um, I like this movie because uh, most time traveler or time travel movies are high concept. This is not. This is not high concept yes. at all. You you could not describe this in, in just a, a sentence or two. You know, it's really one of those things that kind of flip flops around. Um, and uh, I am, I'm pretty sure I was confused by a lot of it. So I need to like watch it again. Uh, you know, as I said, because I was trying to digest things as they were coming along, you know, and when they start to explain how time travel works and what they're doing and and then the whole 
concept of the whatever you know the reason that they're time traveling you know and where they're starting to appear and the 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 right. what's you know and the what do they call them the dingus you know you have no idea you know what any all that stuff is and uh, the yeah the romano guy is great um and for some reason i kept getting him he looked uh, especially when he was getting like beat up he looked like uh the guy from um amaros perez or whatever uh those uh, oh yeah um, uh, that that actor he is kind yeah. of and he's shown up in a lot of other stuff as well but um it had that feel and it's really interesting because i've seen a lot of the actors before but i would not be able to tag where i've seen any of them like the the main woman what's her name michelle nolden yeah uh, i've seen her definitely nolden yeah, yeah it's, it is it's michelle i have it right here nolden yeah. oh okay the uh, and then uh <laughs> yeah and then uh william s burroughs uh, played by julian richings uh, <laughs> yeah. is, uh, you know and it's funny because uh he in, in, he actually has hair you know but in this movie you know they've got him kind of really uh, accentuating the fact that he's really kind of gaunt and thin yes and, and, oh um, yeah you know. um and i, I think he, he yeah. does a great job and uh, I like the idea um, the, uh, that this is like a bomb shelter that they're in. You know what I mean? So even when they walk out of it, you're like, okay, this is like a fortified place that whatever yes. goes on in that world outside, you know. Um, and uh, I think the other thing that really struck me was the, the interpersonal things between the characters did not go in cliche ways at all. You know, so even when she's kind of freaking out, and they have to, you know, do some things. They resolve it very quickly and then move on to what's going on with the major plot. You know, the interpersonal things happen, but then it goes right back to the to the overarching plot that they have. Good I'm, pacing. I'm trying yes. to talk around this, <laughs> this story yeah, without yeah. giving any... It's, really, it's really it's, hard. It's very hard, yeah. but they're, 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 what happens is they've... Um, the, the, the woman comes, and he's been held for a while. Yeah. You know... And uh, you you go through the the visuals of his incarceration are pretty traumatic, yeah. to say the least. Uh, you know they're they're borderline, you know, just disgusting in some cases. And uh, I take that back. They are disgusting. They're not borderline. Yeah. You at all. watch they Titanic six six six. That's right. Over, yeah. oh, <laughs> that would have been the, the the ultimate torture. Right. That's there. worse than waterboarding. <laughs> You're going to be doing Titanic is. boarding. <laughs> Draconian. Uh, but yeah, I th- uh, but yeah, trying to kind of skirt around what happens. But it all revolves. Uh, the other thing that uh, that the director does is there's all the interspersion of actual footage of things that are going on in the world at the time, you know, and how that all connects. And that's all language, you know, that's all semiotics, the way that the the way that the director has hooked that all together beautifully, you know, Um, when it takes place in 2002 is when this all takes place. Uh, Right. Well, no, actually, I I think it takes place in 2017 because uh, Ramiro gets captured in 2002 and he's held for 15 years. Right. That's so it. I got to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're you're right. Time travel. And you, yeah. <laughs> well, we all we're all time travelers. So. <laughs> but yeah, and I, it's just an interesting premise. Um he makes a statement at one point which kind of sums up the, the the whole dichotomy of time travel. Uh, uh he says uh um he says, oh, you can't change the past, but you can create a new one. Yeah. Right. And I thought that that's, you know, and when you, yeah, 
And when you get to the end of this movie, that line, that that that, that phrase, those two two lines together, makes a lot of sense. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I just think it's a wonderful movie. And I, yeah, I'm sorry that we can't really talk. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. we could probably get in. Like I said, you know, talking about the cinematography, it's just the bleakness. Uh, the 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 get into the technical difficulties or technical technical aspects. You know, the the the, the color of it is is beautiful. Um, they, they just got that that stark look that there again that adds to that whole starkness of the, of the uh, the situation you know that they're in and I, I i just think that's great i really like the cinematography and i like the directing um, he made another one like something he's he, he came from russia and came to uh canada and then um he he's in some canadian you know uh society or something but he the school that he went to was at or was the oldest is the oldest film school uh, in the world starting by uh eisenberg uh <laughs> eisenstein eisenstein, eisenstein um, yeah. yeah anyway i thought that was kind of weird and he came over and and did this one's called something about coming to coming to ottawa was his first movie or something like that and then and then he didn't make any for a while and then made this one so yeah I, and he, he, I think he just, oh, he just, there's one on one of the channels uh, called Multiverse that he did. And that's playing now, I think. That's playing on like Amazon or HBO. So out there, it's out there, you know, in the right. streaming world. That's uh, so, called Multiverse. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's one of the things that this was made in what, 2016. Um, so yeah. it means it was probably conceived, you know, in a couple of years before that. Um, so they're really on the forefront of what the zeitgeist of tam- time travel is right now in all the movies that you see, like even yeah. with, the, even with uh, um, the Avengers and all the Marvel movies, is that there is no time travel. There is divergent time, you know, that you're literally just creating branches, you know, of right. this kind of stuff. Because right. they're doing that with the multiverse of madness is, you know, that's that concept. Yeah. Uh, the idea that they did it in uh, the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, you know, because they're using quantum tunneling and um, and. And then uh, what was the other? Oh, Loki. The whole Loki. Time, the whole premise of Loki, the show, is this time travel and the timekeepers that are keeping. You know, uh, they're trying to keep people from branching, creating branches. And created so. by our good friend Mike Gustavich. Those yeah. were all. Those were all characters that he created. Nice. Uh, yes, that's cool. Yeah, and you know, when watching Prisoner X, the first thing that I thought of is like. Because of the limit, the the limited environment, I guess I'll call it the 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 black the black ops place. Which, yeah, which I which was interesting because they they establish that it was a bomb shelter and now it's a black ops. The sandbox is what right. they call it. Yeah, which will be important later in the movie. Um, and the CIA, the, it's a it's a whole CIA. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. Not key, but just interesting. Yeah. And so you've got this limited environment. And the first thing that I thought of when watching this is it felt like an episode of The Twilight Zone. This is something we would have seen maybe on The Twilight Zone where we've got this small cast of characters in a very small environment and how they're interacting and then how this thing slowly unrolls itself in in ways that you, you didn't exactly expect. Um, which I appreciated. You know, I, I sometimes I thought some of the performances weren't always quite as yeah, I agree. as good as the material was sort of being presented. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But you yeah. can you can kind of look over that. But yeah. I, I I have to give major props just for the there's a certain kind of bravado to the to the concept of the storytelling where you're just like, all right, 
I, okay, you've got you've got my interest. I'm peaked. I'm gonna see this through the end, and it's, I yeah, I, I would say I got to the end. I'm like, wow, okay, nicely done. I I was, yeah, well, I, 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 I very much enjoyed it, this. It's also such a complex, convoluted story that it could have gone sideways with a, a director yeah. and storyteller who was not of that caliber. And I think that's really the great thing, and that's why any of the the small things were forgivable. Um, yeah. My biggest gripe was just with the the original guy that was interrogating that had his leather jacket on and slicked his hair back, and he, he, he was the one that kind of yeah. yeah. He was the one I just yeah. and I was yeah. like, and he's the one I don't want to spoil it, but you know what happens to him? You're like going, okay, good. Yeah, we don't have to yeah. put up with that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, know that, that's nice. mean as shit, but it's, you know, it's, I was really just like, okay, you know. Because all I could think of when I saw that dude was, okay, this is an actor who came in and said, I got to slick my hair back and I got to have a leather jacket when I'm doing this whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it was very much like a, a, a short film situation that we had, you know. Yeah. Where somebody Fisher. was. Fisher. Yeah. Wasn't that the, interrog- the yes. interrogator Fisher? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, so uh, just a side note, because I, I think I brought this up before before we started talking, is that Julian Richings, for those of you who are listening, you'll immediately recognize him as the Grim Reaper on Supernatural. So when he shows up, I'm like, oh, it's the Grim Reaper for Supernatural. And, and having watched enough of that show, it's I have a hard time <laughs> disassociating him from the Grim Reaper role. But I, when, whenever he shows up, I always love to see this guy because he is just... As far as just a presence, he he's a lot like Doug Jones. He's like he, there's a certain he brings a certain presence to a role, and you're always like, okay, this could be kind of interesting. And he was. And if you think of somebody who's going to be running a CIA black ops side, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly who I would expect to run this operation. He just, you know, he's kind of like uh, the Grim Reaper, the Crypt Keeper, <laughs> and he a looks, couple of other looks, characters. He looks like the the disney ichabod crane <laughs> yes yeah. he does, he does. Yeah. 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 and i was saying he looks like uh um william s burroughs you know so I, I said I, if, they, if they were yeah. to have somebody play william s burroughs in a biopic that would I be thought him. the same thing the you know, yeah. first time i saw him because i don't think i've ever seen supernatural so I, 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 so why don't we do this let's get on kickstarter let's try to do a william s burroughs thing and let's try he did this movie this was a this was a there kickstarter you go <laughs> uh production let's it? try to yeah. get him and <laughs> Yeah, uh, no. You, if you read some of uh, William S. Burroughs' stuff, I, I've sworn off of him. You know, <laughs> I'll, uh, oh, yeah. some of it is absolutely disgusting. It is. It's a. It is. It, there's pedophilia. There's, here's there's, here's yeah. a good reference point. Uh, a Ouch. cultural reference point. He is the G.G. Allen of literature. <laughs> if you if you know G.G. Allen. Yeah. yeah. So we're not going to do that. We won't do that idea. Uh, well, because sorry, sorry, Julian. Technically, <laughs> his tamest book. We can do an Ichabod Crane. Yeah, we could yes. though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, make it a not? ghost story. You yes. know, yeah, because he becomes a ghost hunter. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, I think I've seen that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so is he going to be a police detective? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm not. Don't want it dispatched because I love that movie, but. I do like this idea that yeah. yeah, and the TV show is delightful for the first season. I thought of what Sleep, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, I, I never saw yeah. the yeah, TV I didn't either. Yeah, I thought it was you know it yeah. started off really well, then it kind of yeah. just yeah. Yeah, hit a wall and petered out. It was a fun concept, yeah. like like Lucifer was, and then it like just yeah. just bottomed out quickly and like yep. oh, nope, you just jumped the shark, man. So. 
I like the Sleepy Hollow movie with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. yeah, and uh, when I love the stories behind it because they shot that all in England, and uh, um, I think what Johnny Depp was saying, the reason he loves making uh, movies with all those people, he says, because they show up on set every day. They even if they're supposed to be there or not, they're there. And if somebody's reading their line off of this camera, it's them. The, all the English actors that were in it, and that's they literally just love to be on set and making a film. So I thought, well, that's I awesome. Yeah, well, it's got Michael Gambon and uh, yeah, I mean, just, man, that's oh, the cast. That's, the cast, the cast is amazing. Yeah, it is Michael Go, yeah, it's so, yeah. so good. Yeah, there are most of them are in Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, no, no it's a good. I, and I, I really was surprised that you cho- you chose a time travel movie because you are notorious for hating time travel with a passion. Uh, yeah, but this is you know this is time travel that. You know, there are people that deal with it, and I think they deal with it intelligently. This right. isn't intelligent dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, the other guy that does is uh, that I like is uh, Neil Stevenson. I like oh, his re- yes. recent stuff, the his time travel stuff, the dodo work and stuff. Uh, but, but yeah, and I and there again, this this uh, movie comes down to it's just written very well too. It's based on a novella, and yep. then um, Seth took the novella and did the screen. He wrote the screen uh, right. production, um, and I think it's yeah. I just I just I think it's it's a brilliant concept and, and and okay, not brilliant. It's not a brilliant concept. It's a it's a really cool and clever and thought provoking, you know, concept. It's, a, it's effectively done. It's effectively it's a, it, very yeah. effectively. It, done. Yeah, it is. It's atmospheric and and yes. it pulls you in emotionally. It pulls you. I mean, you have to pay attention to this movie because it does can go in so many directions, yes. back and forth, and and that's 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 what it does well i mean there, if there are red herrings in this film i'm not gonna say that there are or not you know, <laughs> if they then then they are handled you know really well where yeah. it's not sloppy it's oh, yeah. not sloppily done they're not they're not they're holding their cards close to their chest the whole movie and and that i think that's one of the things i liked most about it it didn't insult my intelligence it just expected no. me to kind of flop along and see what if i could if i could follow it and i appreciate that thank you canada yeah, yeah. you wouldn't have seen this made in america like that i i yeah you know it just seems like the the the, the production level is pretty high even though it's a minimalist set you know it, it and there it just has a that it has a i, I hate to, I have, like, it hasn't a professional feel to it the movie does and it's an independent movie you know yep. but it has a just a real professional feel to it you know and i credit that to the the, the crew you know <laughs> the cast and the crew and just everybody i think it just it all just gelled and, uh, so you know after i'd watched it i thought yeah man maybe maybe this would be a good movie for us to talk about and anybody out there listening or seeing this or whatever check it out it's around yeah uh, you can find it you can find it and even if you have to rent it i'm telling you it's worth it it's worth it because it's a it's a very cool movie and what we should do in the future is when we know something like this is coming out if we're doing an episode of this we'll announce it ahead of time and say in two weeks we're going to have an episode for uh, Prisoner X, and you should watch it ahead of time because we're going to spoil it, uh, or don't listen to it until you watch it. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, we can do that. Just because yeah. this is painful, not being able to talk about some of the cool <laughs> yes. shit. That's like, it really is. And I'm like sitting here thinking, that's okay, true. there's like at least half a dozen times where it just I went, what? Oh, what? Oh, you know, <laughs> you're like, you know, and then they throw something yes. in there that didn't even need to be in there, but then it, when it is, it, you know, that whole device that that, that shows up, you're like going. Well, that's fucking brilliant. You know, that's, yeah. you know, because they, yes. the lady actually goes, well, here's a plot hole in your whole idea. And he goes, nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And uh, well, she she has a line too that yeah. uh, talking to the, to the to the ghoul guy, you know, when she said she's watching, they're looking at, at the analysis. I mean, he's got three hundred and twenty nine nano devices yes. in his, in, in yeah. his body. Yeah. She said there are, there are three hundred twenty nine nano devices in this guy. Is what yeah. she says. Yep. I thought that, that's you know I, just throwaway stuff like that. Yep. I mean, it's it's not really throwaway. It's what no, it's not. A lot yeah. of people would consider throwaway, yeah. and it's that's you know. Just beautiful writing, I think. Yeah, it's serious. And, and serious expository without you know yeah. without being hitting yeah. you over the fucking head. Right. With it. yeah. yeah, it's serious. It's serious science fiction, which is really good. And again, I mm-hmm. think I think they were yes. right. They were right just before that whole zeitgeist of the multiverses and all that kind of stuff. Which yeah. again, you know, yeah. you're like that's that's impressive. So cool. Of course, we go way back to the multiverses with the. Um, Sinusure. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Uh, Grimjack. Yeah, Grimjack. Grimjack. Yeah, Grimjack was awesome. But Tru- Truman was the... Timothy Truman. And, Timothy uh, Truman. well, and no, and Olander. Uh, wasn't oh, yeah. he the writer? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he the writer? I think he was the writer for... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are really good, too. Um, cool. Anything but else? They, they had that city that was... The nexus for all of the dimensions, kind of. You know, where they would all, it was called Sinusure, where they all, where all the dimensions would gather. So if you go into one area, magic worked. If you want, you could go like a block over and try to cast a spell, and it wouldn't work. Guns wouldn't work in the yeah. Where the guns, magic guns wouldn't work in the one, but yeah, pretty interesting concept for a for a city. And he had uh, he was the owner of Munden's Bar, uh, which uh, housed a, what a drunken lizard or something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, those are really those are good. good comics. But yeah. anyway, multiverse has been around for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a it's not a new concept, but it's just one yeah. that it's really kind of taken off where people taken, are it, it become yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. where they just say there's all whatever is possible is some exists somewhere, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Which which is I you know, as much as I enjoyed uh the crisis on infinite earths when DC put that out in the eighties, I never quite understood why they wanted to get rid of that. I always thought having the multiverse around opened the amount of stories that you could tell. It's like, oh, you want to you want to tell a story about Superman, Batman, you know, still like in the 1950s or whatever. Yeah, it's Earth 2 or whatever, you know, or Earth 3 with the crime syndicate. You know, I so yeah, I think I, they I just, wanted to be Marvel. They wanted to clean yes. up and have a, have a linear timeline, although yep. Marvel's guilty of restarting, regurgitating. Oh, so I know that was the concept. That was the idea. But then just, but then, then the business necessity comes in. Like, look, we can't not use these characters because then the copyright will, you know, we have to then bring them back, which then starts the whole can of worms over and over yeah. again. And then just kind of gets fucked up over and over again. So I agree with you, Fez. I think just let it all out. Yeah. And I think that's what they're trying to do now. They're just saying, oh, look, man, infant front for your fuck. It's all wide open. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah and, you know, they, they um, well, Marvel had, and, you know, this is kind of, you know, tied into this and could, could have really been tied into it even bigger is their, their what if series. Mm. And then, you know, because that's all what, that's what it is. <laughs> it's all alternate realities, you know. Same thing and with DC's same, Elseworlds. And yeah. DC's Elseworlds did it fabulously. Yeah. I love DC's Elseworlds. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, and I like the what ifs too, though. Mm-hmm. You know, those yeah. I thought one and you know, done. Those yeah, one and done, but they, but they also, you know, they just have you give you the ability to use any character that you want to use in any situation you want to use them in, and go go with it. You know, I think I, I thought that was pretty good. You know, yeah, and and especially like when you talk about the what ifs, it's like, oh, let's explore a storyline where the Fantastic Four screw up. They they yeah. didn't stop a nihilist. <laughs> what happens? You know, and then because yeah. you, you know if you, you know you're reading these things, you're like. Oh well, they they succeeded. God, I wonder what would happen if they hadn't done this. What would and yeah. Marvel would do yeah. it? Yeah, they'll do it, and I appreciate that. There's there's yeah. stuff like that. I love reading about that, and so yeah, I just I never understood that whole. Let's get away from it. Yeah, I just because I'll, I'll say as as a kid, you know, I I love the multiverse stories. I loved the what ifs. I loved reading these these you know, like you said, these what if tales that that kind of go outside the norm and give us a little bit of a different viewpoint. So oh, I yeah, to even bring it back further and more simplistically, uh, Mister Mixelplick, <laughs> you know, uh, you know that's a whole nother you know. Think about that. That's a whole other dimensional, right. you know, that, that interdimensional kind of being shows it that, you know, there is a multiverse out there, even in, in the Superman world. Yeah, but we have it everywhere. Bizarro. Right. Bizarro is another one, too. You know? Bizarro. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarro. When I was a kid, I loved Bizarro. Yeah, you know my <laughs> favorite character. Yeah, how could you? You have so much fun with those stories. Oh, those, man. you know, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, those are great stories. And we also love to pick them apart because we'd say, "Oh, he would say it this way one time, and then the next time he'd say it. Oh no! Oh wait a minute, he wouldn't have said it that way. He would because he said it that way this way. You know, because he's everything's supposed to be reverse. You know, which is it, 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 essentially impossible. So. <laughs> yeah, but and uh, yeah, and yeah, I loved them though. They were great. Yeah. Bizarre. But I like the Mr. Mixelflick episodes. I like them too. I wasn't so fine in Batman when the Batmite came. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mixelflick is now. Puck. You know, Mixelflick is yeah, Puck. Yeah, is Puck. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Transcending yeah. worlds, just just having fun and wreaking havoc everywhere. You know, the same thing with Loki. Those kinds of mischievous characters. Yeah, and and done and done really well in Superman the Animated Series. Um, yep. And of course, because we got who doing the voice? Gilbert Gottfried, which yeah. is like, for yes, a, from this, say. the minute I heard, I saw that first episode, I'm like, well, there we go. I will always read Mr. Mixiel Splittick's voice mm-hmm. in Gilbert Gottfried's right, right. voice. And I'll never be able to change it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it, perfect. They, they they nailed it. And, and then, of course, if you read All-Star Superman, that there there's a character in that from the fifth dimension who's actually part of the Superman family, which I'm like, oh my God, that's even better. It's like this just keeps, this <laughs> yeah. just keeps getting more bonkers. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the bizarro, these these just all of it yeah, and it's weird because the multiverse allows us to explore this without jumping the shark, if I I could say that. And so yeah, I I, I get well, it. Well yeah. I, that that's you know because that is the basic premise you know? yeah you're not trying to be yeah. something other than what you're stating we're gonna get crypto the dog that's what and jumping, now we're gonna get a, the shark is, a super horse you know why not why <laughs> yeah not super horse? Sure, why not yeah, yeah. exactly um, what, what what where did we stop yeah. You know. I would. I'll say this: All Star Superman is one of the greatest comic series, hands down. I, like it, I, it literally is top to bottom perfect. There's nothing I would change about any of it, and it's it's it is tour de force, and it is what convinced me that uh, 
Um, Grant Morrison is a fucking legend, <laughs> you know, when yeah. it comes to understanding the mythos and really yes. tapping in and, and then writing really interesting stories, you know? Yeah, and, and not, it took the Silver Age, which I think a lot of people will look yep. at and go, oh, this is kind of super stupid, super, silly Superman shit. Oh. No, it, 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 it looked at it and then he wrote it in a way that was respectful but also wasn't I, I don't want to necessarily use camp in a derogatory way because i think a lot of people just immediately throw that around as a bad term and it's camp can sometimes be good that's fine right yeah but it, it was very respectful and i read that series and i i literally i'm like oh my god we're talking about the dinosaur people and and we've got samson and ulysses popping up here and and that and i i love this concept of what was it um quintum who was the guy, like the Willy Wonka guy that yeah. lived on the moon? I'm right, like, right, oh right, my yeah. God, this is brilliant. I, Everything about this was just genius. And it's one of the reasons why I have the originals. I have the digital editions. I have them in trade paperbacks. Mm -hmm. I have like four copies of this because nice. I don't want to ever yeah. lose this series yeah. because it was so beautifully done. And if Warner Brothers and DC had any sense in their heads, you would do an HBO Max series with Brandon Routh with that Superman. Let him go through that series and redeem his arc as Superman. Because if they stuck to something like that, that I think that could, even if it was done respectfully and done well, that would just be absolutely brilliant. Because it, it yeah. was just, oh, yeah, you're right. It is. It's I, I consider planetary and yeah. all-star Supermans are like way at the yep. top in my my like comic sort of story list. I what, mean, and planetary it's, is. Yeah. I, I'm still waiting for that. I'm still waiting yeah. for somebody to go. Let's do a series because oh my god, that would be the best series yeah. ever. Oh uh, no, Warren Ellis has been canceled. There ain't shit. I, going know, on. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. The uh, well, uh, yeah. I they did do an animated version of All Star Superman, um, yes. which was yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a bit tepid. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the I think with those two series that you mentioned, you know, we have uh, All Star Superman and we also have. Uh, Planetary and it's tour de force, uh, top of the game comic creators, uh, artist, writer, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a reverence that I think those two yes. things have that is, is just, yeah, yeah it's it, it's like it it's washes over you, you know, if you're into the, all that kind of stuff. Um, and just trying to find all the little kinds of things. I think that's where uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths failed is you have to be a fucking scholar to read and understand what's going on where they're mm -hmm. trying to consolidate all that stuff. And that being the case, there have been huge papers written about every single page of that comic and explaining what it's trying to do to clean up the whole mess that is. I always was confused by all the different Earths, like what happened on what oh, yeah, Earth, what happened what, on Because yeah. when I was young reading those books, I, I wasn't aware of like Golden, Silver Age, Bronze Age, you know. And then, then you have Earth S with all like the Marvel, you know, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yes. You know, kind of world. And then, uh, you know, then there was like so many Earths. So I, it's always confusing to me um, as a kid and I know they've been desperate to try to figure it out you know but I, I totally get that have you uh, so you were in pop culture weren't, weren't you I, I oh, yes said, yes okay so I don't even know this may have been after you but there is a guy that's on comic geek speak I think his name's Adam Murdo they call him Murd he went to Bowling Green and got his uh, PhD in uh, that and his PhD paper was writing about Crisis in Infinite Earth. Oh, they have a PhD in that program now? 
I believe so. Yeah, maybe it was only a master's. Okay. I don't know. Maybe master's, it was only a master's was the terminal degree. No, 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 no. no. They well, no, they do have a PhD because I actually got into yeah. the program. Uh, I was going to oh. go and get my PhD while I was teaching because it would have been free. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I looked at the workload. I'm like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, that's cool. I know they. they I know Ohio put the kibosh on for about a decade, adding any new kind of PhD programs. Right. And then for the longest time, like when I got my master's there, that master's was the terminal. Yep. So but I'm glad there's a PhD program in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, if you have a master's, it's not considered terminal in any any university. No, at the time it was. Yeah. You know, 30 years ago, that's when I, you know M- it yeah. was MFA. Yeah. And that's my favorite term, though. They're like with your lack of a terminal degree. I've had that from schools before. You know. Sure. And I'm like, well, that sounds ominous. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, We're proud to say you are terminal. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, to, just to go back to Planetary and mention that it's, uh, you know, Warren Ellis, uh, it's Laura Martin on Colors. Um, and who's the artist? Oh, shit. John, John Cassidy. John Cassidy uh, on art, which is just awesome. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and then you go to All-Star Superman, which is Jamie Grant on colors. It's uh, Frank Quitely. Frank Quitely. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful looking yes. comic book. Yes. I mean, the colors are gorgeous. Grant it's a beautiful Morris, looking yeah. book. Yeah. yeah. Superman yeah. is a literal slab. I mean, he's yeah. just this. He's just a, a, quietly just, I, you know, I, I think quietly can be kind of divisive as far as you either love him or you hate him i I just there is something he just he draws these characters a certain way but his 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 line work sometimes reminds me of like moebius or minera and there's just this there's this yeah emotion to the line work and the way that he does faces and expressions and and poses it's just oh yeah i mean i've i've loved his stuff since the flex mentallo days um yep but yeah, boy, I Flex like Mandela. Right? Yeah. yeah, remember that? Yeah. Have, you, have you seen the remastered version of that? It's awesome. It is oh, so. No, good. I haven't. I'll have yeah. to check that yeah. out. Yeah, I have a hard. Co- I have a hard cover of it. They recolored yeah. and did everything, um, and it's great. Um, I I first saw him in uh, Stormwatch. I think it was, or uh, what was the one that came out of that the. Uh, out of Stormwatch, and then because it, it was Warren Ellis, that was that's how they hooked up originally. Um, oh, what was that called? There was Stormwatch, and then there was I don't know, I'm losing it. But anyhow, uh, his stuff is uh, super good. But he's a fashion artist as well, so like he does okay. a lot of fashion design and stuff. So he's, hmm. that's how his training comes up. And then he also does a lot of graphic design. So there's a lot of album covers all right, and all that, that makes stuff sense. That he does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then every once in a while he'll uh, he'll do comic books. I don't think he does a lot of comic books anymore because he has serious back problems. So he literally can't. Oh, quietly? Yeah, can't sit there oh. for very long uh, and draw. That's, you know, that sucks. Because yeah, yeah. he is, yeah, it's that would explain why he just kind of, you'll see him and then he goes away. Yep. And then he comes back up and then he goes away. Yeah, because I think before All-Star Superman, uh, he was doing his run on X-Men, I believe. Which Oh, with Grant Morrison? Yeah. No, okay, uh, that, which, that Grant Morrison X-Men? Some of the best X Men ever. I, I know, but that, that's also a very divisive title with X Men fans. I personally thought it was cool, but yeah, yeah it's awesome. But, yeah. Um, well, yeah. and speaking of Cassidy, we also had him doing uh, Uncanny X Men with Joss Whedon, and that whole run is awesome. I mean, it's a really, and it's really just very. You know, I think they did it for a couple of years. Done. You know, it was, Done. It was all. Yeah. I think he was also. I think he did the Lone Ranger for. Was that yep. Dynamite? Yes. And that, yep. Those were really, really yeah. good. I mean, that yeah. was 
beautiful book. Yeah, most of what he does now are just covers, you know, because yeah. he gets paid a lot that's of money nice. to do, do covers. Yeah. Again, he's a great designer. I think that's a lot of the great artists are great, really good designers as well as, you know, just being artists. All right. Welcome to uh, your comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Started with Prisoner X and we end up with yeah. the X-Men. X-Men, right. Yeah, and we're still only at 37 minutes. We were time traveling all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, when time, you yeah. dimension. Yes. <laughs> well, when you can't talk about the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Oh, I, I would also like to throw in that, you know, Sean, your suggestion about putting out two weeks. Uh, I, so people, if they want to watch the movie, before we talk about it so we don't spoil it. Uh, I would like to throw in that we'll add an extra week of security in case I suggest something just so people can, you know, beat on me if I make <laughs> uh, something like Titanic 666 again because well, I definitely deserve that. I uh, Well, I also was thinking after this one and because I've had a couple of these stinkers as well that I just came out of it and didn't watch them beforehand, somebody should watch it beforehand. Yeah, before I, I, suggested, yeah so. I just just know that in the Sanctum Cinematica I never <laughs> do that. The, the blue I always is, watch the movie first. I always I have. The, the Blue Fez will curate the films before they leave the Sanctum Cinematica. I, yeah. will, um, yeah. I promise. I will not. Same Mine was the Jesus big fucking fiasco <laughs> oh I, I would I would rather watch that than have to suffer since that Titanic wait what's, uh, I, I would be there with you okay fact, you, uh, even fact, Dr. Head would watch that over it yeah. you know in fact if there's any justice you'd strap me to a deck chair on the Titanic <laughs> while the Jesus movie is playing because that's what I deserve for making us watch that <laughs> no yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Pris- yeah, definitely see Prisoner X. What are other... Yes. Uh, so if we talk about time travel movies, what are other acceptable time travel movies for you guys? Hmm. Well, Twelve- Time Machine. 12 Monkeys. Oh, as a kid. 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys. Yeah, 12 and there's, monkeys. The, there's yeah. the one with the USS Nimitz. What was that one called? It came out oh, in the 70s. Oh, was that the Th- Philadelphia? No, yes. Philadelphia experiment? experiment? Yeah. I think so. I remember liking yep. that one pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, real. Right? <laughs> Come on, Back to the Future. Well, yeah, Back to the Future, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, that's I guess I, we could throw in we could throw in Terminator in there yeah. as well. That's true. Yeah. Terminator is a time travel. Yeah. Well, sure. and, well, the Avengers right. Endgame uh, because they even yeah. they even make fun of Scott Lang because they're like, "Are you just using uh, Back to the Future time rules?" He goes, "Yeah," <laughs> and then they explain it. And he goes, "So Back to the Future was bullshit." <laughs> uh, yeah, those are some good ones. What's uh, there's another one that, um, oh man, I can't even think. Was it Time Traveler's Wife or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, yeah? I think that's just just came on HBO Max or something because yeah. I was looking and I watched the trailer. It looks pretty. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unusual it's an unusual yeah film. It's, it's it's an unusual dealing with time travel. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably give it a watch. Oh, oh, time, oh. time Bandits. Time bandits. Oh yes, <laughs> mom, dad, don't touch it. It's evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about what, what about Tenet? Did anybody hear? Oh that? yeah, I really like Tenet. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. So okay, so you liked it? Yeah, I've, I've I've heard it's kind of divisive, or people are like. Man. No, I, I really enjoyed it because uh, yeah, it's it's different. I mean, it's again, it's him. It's uh, you know, uh, what's the director? Uh, 
That's uh, Nolan, Christopher Nolan, Nolan. Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan's take on something. I'm always interested in watching whatever his take is on any of that okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think he created the ultimate time travel movie, and that was uh, the one with Guy uh, Pierce, uh, where it was all backwards. <laughs> so, well, so we literally we were we were in the future, and we went backwards into the past. Yeah. You know? What was that called? Um, Memento. Oh, yeah, Memento. Yeah, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Memento. <laughs> that yeah, was that's kind, what I mean. That totally was kind of a, that. a that's a yeah. weird time trip. Yeah, yeah it the is. Fresh maker. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, yeah, Memento. I love Memento. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's great. Think, that's just that's um, the day after tomorrow with Tom yeah. Cruise is a science fi action mm-hmm. time travel movie. Yeah, yeah I keeps, like that. It's one. like Groundhog Day. It keeps on reliving the same day and that's right. trying to yeah. trying to get to the end. And so is Groundhog Day a time travel? Yeah, I would say Groundhog yeah. Day is time travel. Certainly, uh, Looper. Looper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and good. and also the. Um, the original one, probably one of the earliest ones, other than Time Machine, maybe before that, is Dickens, the Christmas movie with the, the going right. back and forth uh, and turn, right, right. the ghosts, the spirits. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. What's Christmas that one Carol. called? The oh, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Right. Yeah. AKA fucking Time Machine, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go mess you up. That's right. Don't you fuck with that giant. He's, <laughs> he's gonna look in your window. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Prisoner X. <laughs> Prisoner X. Now I have to remember what song I used. <laughs> Time travel till you find it, buddy. We'll trust right. you. Yeah. All right. Time slip. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! Fuck. Did it again. <laughs> And you have been watching and listening to... Watch me pull a rabbit out of my head! Titillation! Oh, shut up, you mouth! Unsane radio at gmail.com unsane radio.com unsane radio on Facebook tar and feather tar and feathers psycho cinema on Facebook you can see tar and feather episodes select episodes on Vimeo slash tar and feather heavy metal horror on unsane radio on YouTube and Roku hotel metal jam between the lines on Unsane Radio and YouTube and Hotel Talk on Roku. And I will say it's never sounded sexier, Dr. I know. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And on Wednesdays, don't forget to check out We Freaks, a weekly webcomic on the Facebooks, W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z. This week, JoJo is in in Mars. He's on Mars. How did he get to Mars? We're doing a little deep cut John Carter of Mars action on this one. So Mars check it out and find out where it's going. Marsoom! Marsoom! 
Marzipan. Uh, Barsoom blend. Now that's yeah. a that's a that's a heavy dark roast coffee for you. 